Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. We've got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's cracking? Uh, I think I burned my retinas. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm done now. Okay. Same. Good. Uh, happy Solar Eclipse Day for those of you who still have eyes. Uh, we're still here. You know, there was a lot of apocalypse talk, but we're still here. We're still podcasting. <laughs> we're still doing the damn thing. We're going to give you sleepers today. We got the great Magical Beard of Fantasy himself, one half of the Fantasy Hipsters. We've got Matt Franciscovich. What's going on, Matt? What's up, man? I am great, and so is my beard, so thank you for noticing. Okay, good. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Uh, we welcome those folks in on Facebook Live as well. We're going to be answering your questions here today. Uh, we we had talked about a special guest. We got no Alex Gelhar. We got no Adam Rank. So to fill that void, we have the person that can, again, fill the the room of the of those two personalities. We've got Erica behind that, the glass. Those are big shoes to fill. That was a, that was like a big lead in. <laughs> <laughs> Producing the podcast today. As Alex Gellhart, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, is in. He's Wisconsin. in Wisconsin, and he's posting. Uh, he's posting photos of him posting with tiny fish. Very memeable photos. He apparently, <laughs> he apparently caught a minnow and uh, is letting everyone on Twitter know. <coughs> yes. And he's also being memed mercilessly oh, in our man, in our in our inter office uh, chat R- client. Roasted, I yeah. think is the correct terminology. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great show in front of us here today. It is Sleeper Spectacular Part Two. We're going to give you a sleeper at every single position. Woo! Oh, man, I am excited. Why might Jay Cutler be a sleeper? Oh, my goodness. Why, 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 indeed? why indeed, James? Might, why might Jared Goff be a derp sleeper? Don't. You just said that. Why might <laughs> Jonathan Williams, Duke Johnson? How about Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder? We'll talk about the sleeper prospects of some of these very notable names. We'll also give you some deep sleepers today. MG Mike and Marcus Grant will give you a couple. The franchise will give you a couple. I'll give you a couple as well. Plus, we're going to be announcing some more entrants into our listener league. We'll close out your show with a round of daily damps. But as always, we start your show with your top headlines. 
The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. I watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, let's start in Seattle. Starting left tackle, George Fant tore his ACL. He's done for the season. It's an offensive line, Marcus Grant, that pro football focus graded as literally the worst in the league going into 2017. So, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that it can't get worse. Uh. It's already the worst, according to PFF. It was an absolute mess last year, but now they've lost their starting left tackle as well. What do you make of the injury? And how does this impact the fantasy assets there in the Pacific Northwest? Well, yeah, obviously the injury is is a huge blow for the Seahawks' offensive line. It's a huge blow for the offense as a whole. And it does not inspire a ton of confidence in the running game. I mean, especially for those backs in Seattle who are primarily runners. I mean, I think if you are C.J. Procise, you still... I don't know that you have a major hit here because your role is going to be as a pass catcher. You're going to be that guy out of the backfield uh, occasionally in the slot catching the football. So you may not have as much of an impact, but it makes me nervous about Thomas Rawls, who we already know is dealing with an injury. It yep. makes me nervous for Eddie Lacy, who hasn't played particularly well. As uh, you, know, you can argue he's been outplayed by Chris Carson I want so far in no the season. I want no piece of Eddie Lacy. So, yeah, Go I on. mean, it's just bad. And, and I, I think – as you've looked over the last you know, two or three years, the Seahawks have been transitioning into a more pass-heavy offense. Right. And I think this only accelerates that, especially you know, Doug Baldwin is who he is. We've seen you know, some big plays out of Paul Richardson when he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we've seen the, what, Williams, I think it is, uh, the other wide receiver they have there who's made some big plays. Um, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm increasingly uh, less excited about this wide or this running back group now. Uh, French, what about the quarterback position? Because we saw Russell Wilson again. Part of where he makes his hay is the fact that he is mobile, mm-hmm. and obviously being a mobile quarterback, great if you're behind a ragtag offensive line that like they've got in Seattle. But as we've also seen. This dude has been taking some big-time hits. Yeah, and I think it goes both ways, and we've seen this with Cam Newton and Andrew Luck in the last couple of years. They've been sacked so many times. They still, Cam Newton still gets those rushing yards, those rushing touchdowns. I think, if anything, Wilson will improve on last year because he was injured the entire year with like That's knee right. injuries and ankle, ankle stuff. Yeah. And he was just banged up. So I think he's going to bounce back, but it's not a good sign overall. I think he'll be scrambling a lot. Uh, but like Marcus said, I think it's good for CJ Procise, and I'm kind, I was kind of on Thomas Rawls for a while. Now he's injured. Now this injury to the offensive line, I'm kind of veering away from Rawls and leaning more towards getting Procise because he's he's a guy you can get really late, and he might you know he might push for 60, 70 catches. Can I talk about a sneaky impact this might have too? How about for Jimmy Graham at the tight end position because. If the offensive line is an absolute mess, mm-hmm. look, I know that Pete Carroll, uh, Marcus Grant, the Seahawks, they want to transition and, and be a little bit more pass-heavy. They want to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand. I get that. But at the end of the day, Pete Carroll is that guy that wants to establish the run, and he wants to be a power football team, even if he's relying on the quarterback like we've seen him do multiple times, right, with, with Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, whoever it might have been uh, in his USC days. Even then, he still wants to be a power football team. The reason I say this might have a, a backdoor impact on somebody like Jimmy Graham is because, look, Jimmy Graham's phenomenal, but he's not a good blocker. 
He is, he is not. not a good player. That is not why he's in the NFL. Uh, and if they have a tight end on the roster that is going to be one of those, you know, again, uh, a much better blocker along that offensive line, I wonder if that impacts Jimmy Graham's snap count in the future. That's just that's just a, a, a little bit of a worry that I might have in regards to to Jimmy Graham. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, their performances in that Carolina-Tennessee game on Saturday, a game you watched right here on NFL Network. Uh, Ron CMC, can Ooh. I just can I just say this, man? My God. <laughs> Good You've Lord. bought in now, haven't you, Jay? I'm in. I'm in. Are you? I'm in. Go ahead. Because here, here was the thing. Before these set of games, right, uh, you know, Jonathan Stewart, the, 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 the starting running back there in Carolina, uh, and I was worried, where is this guy going to see targets, right? Because Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin, they work in the short to intermediate part of the field. Those are areas where you would think that Christian McCaffrey uh, is going to be, you know, making his fantasy points as well. But <laughs> even in limited touches, we have seen this guy just be an absolute – beast an absolute beast so i have come around look man 180 every couple of days every couple of days twitter has posted some new football porn that christian mccaffrey has put out there (laughs) i look and here's the thing i've i've been unmoved by the practice stuff Mm -hmm. and i get that he's burning luke keekley he's he's burning all their dbs he didn't just burn luke keekley i mean he put him in a blender he did <laughs> but it's practice, and Keekley's not looking to absolutely light up CM. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's an expectation there. A, you 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 don't light up your guy. You know what I'm saying? So, right. is Keekley going 100 percent? Unlikely, right? Is Run CMC going 100 percent? Probably, because he's a rookie and he's trying to make some noise. So, I've been un- relatively unmoved by by those practice videos. But my God, I know. In the game, though? I, I know. When, Come on, and, bro. And that touchdown he scored was a run between the tackles, which is a knock, one saying. of the knocks against him. Like, he doesn't have the size, whatever. Yeah. Dude, he gets skinny in that hole, and he just explodes, and he's gone. Once he's in the second level, right? forget about it. No one's catching And I think that's been the thing that has really caught a lot of people's attention. Because you're right, Franchise. That was the knock, that he can't run between the tackles. Which I never not understood. Gonna be, well, I mean, going back and watching his tape at Stanford, for all the things he did well, he, he did struggle in some short yardage situations. But that hasn't been the case so far. Um, I still think that's primarily going to be Jonathan Stewart's job. But has, it has been interesting to watch Christian McCaffrey prove that he can, in fact, do it when called upon. All right. How about Derrick Henry as well? I mean, you talk about uh, eye-opening performances. <laughs> no DeMarco Murray as he was sitting due to rest. Uh, and here comes Derrick Henry in that same game, Carolina-Tennessee. Holy good God. <laughs> He's so fun to watch. Oh, my when he gets, Lord. When he gets going. He's just a, a bulldozer. I think he had something like 20 touches and two touchdowns <laughs> in, the, in the first half. He looked awesome, man. They were just loading him up with volume, and, yeah, he looked awesome. I think he's improved from his rookie year. He's learned how to be more patient. Yeah. His vision has improved. I think when these guys are rookies, they come in and they just, you know, they want to break that big play every time they touch the ball. Which is what they do in college. Yeah, and you can see the difference in their second year. They're right. a little more patient. Yep. They know where to look for the hole, and I think we saw that with Derrick Henry in this game. Oh, my goodness. Both of those guys uh, saw their stock absolutely skyrocket after that game, man. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it was one, and it was a featured game, you know, because you could see it on NFL Network and, and all those things. Yeah. And, Oh, my goodness. Both of those guys were absolutely studs 
in that game. All right, let's talk about Jordan Reed. He was activated off the team's pup list. He'd been dealing with a toe issue. He got that custom orthotic installed into his shoe. He's saying he, he's feeling it much better, and, and obviously it's shown as the team has now activated him off of the pup list. But here's the thing. He's missed 18 games the last four years. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Reed also, it doesn't sound like this toe issue is going to be something that goes away during the season, right? So it's an issue, it's an injury that I think will hamper him throughout the season. Now, how much will it hamper him? I think that's the major question. But you look at his draft price right now, he's somewhere in, you know, in that six-round area, right? So where do you take him, first of all? And where do you compare him when you compare Jordan Reed versus Greg Olson versus Tyler Eifert versus Jimmy Graham? And we'll start with you, MG. Well, I mean... Sixth round, I guess that's about where he, where you, where I would take him. I just feel like if I'm not if I'm not making the reach to get Gronk or to get Kelsey early, then I'm probably just going to lay back and wait until the later rounds and okay. see if I can snag. You know, a I'm big on Martellus Bennett. Yeah, buddy. Um, you know, I know your boy. <laughs> Let's Jack, go. Your boy Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle. Rainbow Six is hanging out around there somewhere I mean, all day long. Like, Let's go. You know, I would rather just wait and get a guy like that. Then go in the sixth round and get a guy like Jordan Reed, where you're always sort of on pins and needles waiting to see what his health status is going to be week in and week out. Um, I mean, that said, we know that when he is on the field, he is as productive as anybody at the position. I mean, he he compares favorably with the Kelseys and the Gronks and those guys. You just have to, you know, you just have to be prepared for maybe not having him for a couple of weeks here. So that's that is the calculated gamble with with going after a Jordan Reed. So sixth round, I think, is the asking price. I know we talked before about yeah. Tyler Eifert, who I think carries a lot of the same injury concerns. Also similar has, production. has similar production, but also has a slightly better draft price. So, I mean, I guess between the two, I think I would lean more toward Eifert. So Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, and Tyler Eifert right now are all going within 16 picks of each other uh, in recent drafts on Fantasy Football Calculator. So, um, again, their price tag, very, very similar. French, where do you go? I think, so with Jordan Reed, you know, like, his ceiling is higher than all these other guys you mentioned but he comes with more risk because he's been injured almost his entire career. But when he's out there, he's a game changer, and he can win a week for you. He can put up 35 fantasy points in a game. And you talk about this toe injury maybe lingering. We saw him on Thanksgiving last year. I think it was against the Cowboys. He hurt his shoulder, Mm. and they said, you know, he came off the field, and then he came back on the field, and I think he scored a touchdown or made some kind of incredible catch. And you learn later it's like a sprained AC joint. This guy is tough. Like, he can play through these kinds of injuries okay. as long as it's not, you know, one of the biggest things is he moves like a wide receiver, but he's he's at the size of a tight end. So a toe injury, I fear, could affect his speed and agility, which is something that gives him that edge. If I was smart, I would have looked this up. But I remember a couple years back, Antonio Gates had a similar injury, toe injury, mm-hmm. and he played through through the injury the entire season. Antonio Gates, as, as tough as they come, mm-hmm. um, but his production – absolutely suffered yeah so I, I just again I, I hear about this toe injury given the injury history uh, that Jordan Reed has I don't know man again in that sixth round if I know I could take Tyler Eifert a good round maybe a round and a half later yeah I'm just I'll just go there yeah I'll just if if if, if you're in the market for high upside injury prone guys yeah, you know Eifert is definitely injury-prone, too, but yeah. he's a beast in the red zone. A guy like Olsen or Graham I don't think has the same ceiling as either of those guys, a touchdown upside. Consistency, but, though. Yeah, exactly, except for the one season where Graham was out with the knee thing. Yeah. 
he, he and Greg Olson are two of the most consistent guys. So I, I, I don't know, man. At this point, given the price, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to sign off on Jordan Reed, man. All right, let's talk about Anquan Bolden. He suddenly retired. He played 14 years in the NFL. He couldn't last 14 days. Man. With the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, many man. so many memories. <laughs> so, many, so many Tyrod to Bolden hookups. Dude. So many great years playing uh, in that snow there in yeah. western New York. If we, I mean, honestly, what the hell happened there? I don't know. I mean, the, really. I think he saw the Bills are just tanking. It was like, well, guys, I'm out. Bases. Hung up my cleats. Bye. I mean. I'm done. Have fun. Good luck. It's just two weeks. Or does he feel like they, like, when they – Traded for Jordan Matthews, they like kind of replaced him almost. Does he feel? Did was he slighted by the Jordan Matthews trade since they're both slot receivers? I don't know. I mean, it's just a guess, but but I mean, he was still projected to start, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it was going to be Zay Jones, Anquan Bolden, and 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 Jordan Matthews, unless there was somebody. Some here's the thing. I'll take Bills wide receivers for five hundred. Yeah. Other than Zay Jones, <laughs> this receiver from Hillsdale College is now a projected starter. Uh, Corey Brown. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Well, see, Marquise Goodwin's not there. He anymore. is not there. What is Andre Holmes? Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't think he's having a good camp. I, I don't know. I, I know. Mean, they were talking he, They were talking about him being on the cut bubble. But oh, now my Anquan goodness. <laughs> this, I think, I think the guy who suffers most from this Anquan Bolden leaving is Tyrod Taylor. I'm, I'm pouring some out for Tyrod. Completely out on Tyrod now. As Undraftable. As yeah. I mean, unless you're in, like, some crazy, you know, super flex, 2QB, 16-team. Yeah. He'll get you some yards on the ground, but. I mean, he has nobody left to throw to, and Jordan Matthews is hurt. He didn't look good either. And no. Preseason games. No. I don't know, man. Um, can we talk about Zay Jones, though? Because, sure. again, we talk about, you know, um, target share. It looks like Zay Jones, the rookie out of East Carolina, is going to be in line to catch a lot of passes there. I know that he's a rookie, um, but if he's going to be playing on the outside, I think about projected air yards as well. He's a guy that you can get, I mean, super late. In your draft, and I know that folks aren't touching this Bills offense, but I don't think the offense is going to be as much of a train wreck as we saw with you know the Rams last year. Right. I think they'll be, you know, not great, obviously, but I think they'll be better than than you know some might think. So Zay Jones could be in line, I think, to be a super deep sleeper. What say you? I mean, a deep sleeper, sure. Um, but man, it's just that's going to be a tough way to live. I mean, this is a guy who who's projecting as a slot receiver, and now he's being asked to essentially take over and be the guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Matthews. He's kind of week to week with his injury. Uh, you know, this is a lot to put on a guy who, you know, during during his final season in college, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of run. He kind of made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl, but even then was has always been pegged as kind of a, a second or third receiver for a team. And now we're asking this guy to, to lead the way. I mean, he's a deep, deep sleeper in the sense that you're looking at him as a fourth or fifth wideout, I think, on your fantasy team. Yeah. For what it's worth, 97% of his snaps uh, against the Eagles this weekend were from wide, only only one slot snap. So it looks like they want him to be their guy. I think the Jets and Bills should just combine roster <laughs> at this point. And uh, they would field know, one, to, they they would field between their two rosters they would field one competitive good team yeah yeah try to try to take on the Patriots <laughs> in that division see what happens I think that's fair yeah I think that's fair we got to retract a little bit yeah you know what I mean relegate exactly yeah. okay. relegate yeah 
<laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, I know. maybe you're taking Zay Jones in the 15th round as like a, a deep sleeper, like you said, a bench guy, but and he's a starter. And he's, a, he's definitely going to start, and we know Tyrod Taylor's not afraid to throw deep. Like, that was his deal with Sammy Watkins. Right. So maybe there's some kind of chemistry building there. You would think so. I would. I want to see a couple more games. And again, preseason games. who else are they going to throw through? Michael yeah. Fabiano on today's NFL Fantasy Life show uh, brought up an interesting name, Charles Clay. Oh. Charles Clay. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the sound of disgust. For uh, I mean, he, he led the team in targets last year. Uh, Who did? Charles Clay did? Yeah. He did no, he didn't. With 87. He got 87 targets? Right. Charles Clay? Now, yeah. Now he turned that into 57 catches for 552 yards and four touchdowns. Oh. Not great, Bob. That's um, gross. Yeah. And so, it's real you know, bad. I mean, I, 87 I, targets turned into 500 yards? With all, so with all these guys oh. like leaving, all the, you know, the, the moves made, he legitimately could go back to leading the team in targets this year. I mean, it, it, it's legit. Oh man! I'm not saying I'm gonna you know reach out and draft Charles Clay, but he could lead this team in targets yet again. In weeks 14 through 16 last year, he okay. had four total touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah, and 52, 72, 85 yards. That's the first time I'm looking at that. Okay, I mean, okay, maybe so, that was a thing late last season. So let's look at this. Okay, last year. Now, mind you, obviously, I Sam, can buy that. Sammy Watkins was hurt. Played only eight games. He he would have been obviously their leading receiver. Presumably. And he was in and out of the lineup. Yeah, right. Yeah, Robert Woods led. The Bills Bobby. with 613 receiving yards. Right. Oh. Do we think their leading pass catcher gets more or less than 613? Oh, 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 it's got to be more. It's got. Yeah. It's got to be. No, no. Because here's the thing. Because we're. It's. It's you almost. You guys are like, so sure about that. No, because you're split. Because you're splitting up the. You know what I'm saying? Like when Sammy's in there, he's the lead. You know, when Robert Woods is in there, he was the lead. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? So, but I think if you get 16 games of Zay Jones. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, come on, man. I yeah, mean, it'll it'll crack six hundo for sure. I think if you get so <laughs> confident in this, I mean, you guys are so confident I'm in this. I'm extremely. Con- I'll I'll say this. I mean, the 49ers look. The 49ers got 16 games out of Jeremy Curley last year. Jeremy, come on. He had 667 yards. So he only barely got over it. Very low. And Jeremy games. Curley is not. I mean, Zay Jones has to have higher upside than Jeremy. He has to. I mean, Curley. you guys are so sure that he had. He has to. He didn't have to. I don't know. He was. I, I thought he was a, a a pretty you know well regarded prospect. I don't think Jeremy Carley was a well regarded prospect. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> Point taken. Point taken. Although I will say this after you, after you mentioned those uh, Charles Clay stats. That's, that's interesting. interesting. That's. Interesting. I mean, people thought he was going to be a thing because I think I don't know if it was last year or the year before they signed him to like yeah, a they, big yeah. tight end, a big contract for a tight end. Yeah, yeah. They he was like the money. highest paid tight end in the league two years ago. It's a horrible contract. And did nothing. Yeah, it's a horrible contract. And he's on the field. He just isn't part of the passing game all the time. But yeah, I, I mean, think he might be forced into a bigger role. I mean, here. even if he's a well-rounded you know, tight end, which I think he is, a good blocker, uh, right. I guess he's an okay receiver. But if he's out there and if they're going to rely on him on off, that, that'll be interesting. This is too much Charles Clay talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sleeper Spectacular Part 2. There you go. Let's talk about sleepers at every single position. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. But before I do that, I would be remiss in saying the fantasy season is here. Keep the game at your fingertips with the NFL Fantasy app. Draft live, manage your team anytime, anywhere. Visit NFL.com slash fantasy. How much does it cost to play Marcus Grant? Free 99. Get started today. NFL.com slash fantasy. All right, let's talk about sleepers at the quarterback position. That's where we will start. Sam Bradford is, again, one of those guys. He is the quarterback 24 
being drafted right now. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, too low, people. <laughs> that's that's too low. He's the quarterback. I but I was saying he's an interesting quarterback to draft at the very end of your draft if you're streaming because week one they take on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that's, that's a, not bad. That's a good matchup. They just lost uh, Delvin Bro. Yep, that's a big one. That's a big hit for their secondary. I think, too, for Sam Bradford, something that people are overlooking okay. is that Dalvin Cook Ooh. in the backfield changes cre- things a little bit. Changes a lot for the, the passing game. Yeah. Not only for like short dump offs that he can gain yards after the catch on, but in terms of like play action, setting up deep play action passes and stuff, because they had no threat there last year. And defenses are going to have to respect Dalvin Cook. And I think that opens things up downfield for Bradford. So uh, here's the thing with the Minnesota offense. Mm-hmm. If you just list off the names, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen as your wide receiver one and two. That's not that's not the league worst. Yeah. You've got Dalvin Cook now who can add a little juice to the running game. You've got Kyle Rudolph yeah. as a big target. Seven touchdowns. As a tight end. I don't. You start looking at the pieces, and then you start looking at Sam Bradford. Now, I get it. Sam Bradford's not a world beater here. But I don't know. I'm just saying, quarterback 24, I think – you know, I think that's something better than that. I, I'm look. I'm looking at fantasy football calculator right yeah. now, and in 12 team leagues, Sam Bradford is the QB 27, right? And let let's 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 look at some of the names going ahead of Sam Bradford, according okay. to this this ranking. Deshaun Watson, like his potential, yeah, but he's not guaranteed the starting job right now. He's still fighting with Tom Savage for that one. Good point. Uh, Alex Smith. Yep. I mean, uh, he's on. Alex Smith. Jay Cutler. I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. Colin Kaepernick. All right, he's being drafted. Come on, people! Wow, he's not. I mean, even look, I get, Let's I go. get that he has been a major topic of discussion throughout the offseason, but dude doesn't have a team right now. How is he? Yeah. Uh, Blake Bortles. Oh, stop, Blake Bortles. If you just go back last week and just search Blake Bortles on Twitter and see the responses you get after he was playing, he might not start either. Tyrod Taylor, who we just talked about, like ad nauseum. Like, yeah. come on, people! Like, yeah. we can be better than this. <laughs> We're better than this. Um, I will say this. If you're drafting Sam Bradford to be like a season long, okay, maybe not, okay. But, I I mean, come on. Come on. That's not bad. I don't know. Yeah, and and don't forget, he didn't come to the Vikings till like the first week of September last year. Nailed it. He had to learn a whole new playbook. They change offensive coordinators. 100% right. Week five. Now he's got off season. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. I don't hate it. Vikings. All right, let me bring up Jay Cutler. Okay. Because hot name uh, in regular football, not so hot in fantasy football. As a matter of fact, he's being drafted as a quarterback 25 uh, right now, which is which is late. <laughs> it's extremely late. Can I bring up the, the Miami schedule, though? Well, first of all, we started talking about the weapons they had in, in uh, Minnesota. I start looking at the weapons they got there in Miami. Now, I know that they're not proven other than Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Jay Ajayi had a great campaign last year. Can he do it again? But... Uh, what what we know is this: he at least has the skill or the ability to be a big time breakout player. Um, in terms of not, I guess not breakout, but a, a big time player in the backfield. Yeah. And we're talking about Jai. So they've got Jai in the backfield. They've got Jarvis Landry as a reliable weapon underneath Devonte Parker. Okay. Now now we're starting to talk about some guys that have some high upside here. Julius Thomas, obviously a little bit uh, past his prime. Will he fit into this Adam Gase offense? I don't know, but he's at least a guy that you know has the potential to be a reliable target at the tight end position. Then I start looking at the schedule from Miami. <laughs> this is where I start thinking, okay, maybe the Dolphins got a little something going on. right? They've got Tampa Bay, 
They've got the Chargers, they've got the Jets, and they've got New Orleans to open the season. Okay. All four of those teams were some of the ten worst in the NFL if we're talking about pass defenses last year. Jay Cutler has an opportunity, he really does, to make an impact in fantasy. Now, am I saying he's got you, you're drafting this guy as an every week starter? No. But I, I, I promise you, there is going to be a point in this season where we start talking about this guy as a streamable quarterback. I can believe that. Definitely. I can buy that. That's all I'm saying. All right, I can buy that. All right, let's go to the running back position. Let's talk about Duke Johnson. Um, some folks are starting to get a little, 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 little crazy about Duke Johnson here. Yeah. I thought he showed out a little bit in that preseason game. What do you guys think about Duke Johnson as possible sleeper here? My fear is that I'm going to end up getting in an argument on Twitter similar to the Ty Montgomery, you should be a wide receiver running back <laughs> argument. Like, I just yeah. know it's going to happen because the Browns are going to line this dude up at slot receiver like 300 times this year. And it's going to be a thing, and I'm not going to be happy for a week, and we'll deal with it. But other than that, um, <laughs> I, I like his potential. I mean, obviously, right. the, the the hype coming out of Cleveland, and I'll take this with a whole shaker of salt because yeah. Hugh Jackson continues to be the world's greatest hype man, at least the NFL's greatest hype man. He is, he is legit the P.T. Barnum of the National Football League. But <laughs> the talk is that Duke Johnson catches the ball as well as any of the receivers they have there. I thought he looked good catching he the ball. He has looked very, very good. Um, and I think I just think the Browns are doing some different – things now. I mean, Duke Johnson is a slot guy. Uh, you know, Kenny Britt, they bring him in after he had a very good year with the Rams last year. The offensive line is upgraded. Isaiah Crowell looks like their primary running back. So I, I could see Duke Johnson as a – especially in PPR. Oh, it, it, I think this is it's, only in PPR. That's that's that's, that's where it really It only helps. makes sense, I think, in PPR. Right. All right, how about Jonathan Williams, backup quarter, running back there uh, in Buffalo, going to be backing up LaShawn McCoy. I love LaShawn. I love Shady. And I love where he's being drafted right now. And I honestly think that Shady could be a legit game changer and a league winner in fantasy this year. That being said, let's be realistic. 29 years old, his workload has been off the charts the last five years, right? So uh, is he a guy that could fall apart uh, at some point during the season? Absolutely. In comes Jonathan Williams. I think I've seen enough from Jonathan Williams to say he's not bad. I don't think he's bad. Uh, France, your thoughts on Jonathan Williams' potential sleeper here? Yeah, we've seen uh, the backup to LaShawn McCoy the last few years in Buffalo. It was Carlos Williams a couple years ago. Last uh, last year was Mike Gillisley. We've seen the guy in that role have standalone value as maybe like a flex guy, uh, scoring touchdowns, being very efficient with their touches. So I think Jonathan Williams kind of slots into that role. Um, I'm just concerned, like we were talking about the Bills before him, just concerned about this offense in general. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they're going to want to run Shady McCoy into the ground because they just don't care. Uh, but I think Jonathan Williams is one of the top handcuffs. If you draft Shady, look for Jonathan Williams late in your draft. Yeah. Um, you know, as as one of the top handcuffs because if Shady goes down, I don't even know who's behind Jonathan Williams on I the depth have chart. No so idea. I, he's been getting these the reps behind him, so I think he's going to be the guy. All right, give me another running back. We'll stay with you, French. Give me another running back sleeper you like. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with Darren Sproles here because Ooh, yeah. he just he he just gets overlooked every year. Every you year. can get him late, and he has a role, especially in PPR leagues. We don't know. I saw a blurb: if is Legarrette Blunt gonna even make this Eagles roster? Is Wendell Smallwood gonna make this roster? They haven't shown. Anything I don't know. In the preseason. He's shown nothing. I think Corey Clement has. <laughs> 
who uh, <laughs> out of Clemson, right? I believe. Uh, uh, Wisconsin. Oh, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm getting him mixed up with uh, Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Uh, but no, Corey Clement's a better player than Wayne. He's Gallman. been, yeah, in my opinion, he's shown well this preseason. But I think Darren Sproles is the only guy on that running back depth chart right now where we know he's going to be used a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think he's a nice little safety valve for Carson Wentz and could see upwards of maybe 80 targets and, you know, maybe 60 carries, 70 carries. Why not? Yeah. In PPR? Yeah. Sign me up. Totally. I mean, because you're getting this guy, what? I mean, after the 12th super, round? Super late. I don't even know what his ADP is. I don't know what it is either, but it's so late. It's super. You can get him for free, basically. Yeah. So that's what I like. 152 overall. Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> MG, give me a running back. Sleeper. Uh, does Doug Martin count? Because I'm going with Doug Martin. I don't know if he counts as a sleeper per se, but but I, I, I want you to wax poetic about oh, that. Doug I mean, Martin's look, not a sleeper. He's coming, up, he's coming up the board in the fifth round. I mean, this is a guy who, yes, he, he's going to miss three games at the start of the year with a yeah. suspension. But there's a very good chance he comes back in and becomes the starter once again for Tampa. And, you know, I know – it's it's hard with Martin because every other year it's up or down with him. You never really know. I mean, but he's he's, he's, he's a, due. He's due. He's a couple he's years. <laughs> he's a couple years removed from what fourteen hundred yards, I believe, yeah. you know, rushing for the Bucks. He looks healthy. He's looked great in pre. I mean, this last week he looked fantastic. Um, yeah, the the hype is strong coming out of Bucks camp right now, and it yeah. just looks like he's back to being that guy that we saw a couple of years ago, doesn't he? Um, and you're talking about again getting a potential starting running back. In the fifth round, and, and look, we're talking about Zeke Elliott going in the second round when you legit may only get four to five games out of him in your fantasy season if you don't make the playoffs. Doug Martin has gone for three games, and then he comes back, yep. and then you have that guy for the rest of the year potentially putting up low-end RB1 numbers. In an offense that is projected to score a lot, a lot of, of points. points man. A lot of points. Can we, can we not with Jaquiz Rogers? What do I don't mean? understand. Why? He's going to be the starter for maybe three games, but he needed 25 carries to do anything last year. <laughs> there was just – they had nobody else, so they had to give Jaquiz Rogers 30 carries. Where you get, But where are you taking Jaquiz, right? So it's I like, feel like there's a lot of hype about him this year. I see what you're saying. There's these rumors like Doug Co- uh, Cutter won't uh, – Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter yeah. won't commit to Doug Martin – as a starter, well, that's true. Back and all these, all these rumors coming out of camp. I'm like, yeah. come on, Doug Martin's a far better running back than any of the guys. I, I think know. his upside is certainly there. I'm not. I'm actually surprised Jeremy McNichol has made no noise in he, camp. In he has kind of struggled just with like little things mentally. That's hurt. I mean, he's got Coach Snoop in his corner, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't help when they show on the first episode of Hard Knocks that he can't like figure out the playbook yeah but that was special teams I you know I was talking about this with a friend of mine like oh you know Jeremy McNichol looks like he's a little lost out there I'm like yeah but that's on special teams when you're a college star like he was at Boise State I mean how much special teams were they, were they you know were, were they you really asking that to, you know what I'm saying yeah so I don't know that part doesn't concern me nearly as much uh, we talked about Jacquez Rogers just to put a cap on this uh, conversation he's going in the late 90s right now so if you're in a 12 team league he's going somewhere at the end of the eighth round early ninth round um, that's a guy who could be out of work in week four. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Although it does become a little bit of a dark area here. Cause yeah, I mean it's. I mean to to look at the running backs in this area, it's Jacquez Rogers, it's Jonathan Stewart, it's Jamal Williams. I mean, ugh. I kind of, I kind of like, like say you are one of those people who really wants to draft Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, uh, and he is suspended for the full six games, maybe you look for a guy like Jaquiz later to kind of 
fill that RB2 slot for I the think first that's three weeks and then, yeah. like, figure out a, a backup plan from there. I can see that kind of scenario. All right. There you go. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position. Devontae Parker going in the 90s right now. Um, I, I got to think that his draft price will be on the rise the closer we get to week one. But what say you about his sleeper prospects, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant? Well, I mean, I would think the – if there was nothing else that caught my attention from last weekend – Yes. Or last week, I guess it was Jay Cutler saying Devontae Parker is a faster Alshon Jeffrey. Mm. That, that, <laughs> that caught my attention because – we all remember how much Jay Cutler had tunnel vision for Alshon Jeffrey. Well, how much he just he has tunnel vision in general. He really does. I mean, he picks a guy, and he will just fire fire the football at that guy over and over again. So That's if right. he's talking about one of the, the guys he loved playing with I like it. and says he's a faster version of that, if that doesn't that doesn't get your attention, then I'm not really sure what will. Now, it also makes you wonder, like, what does that mean? Does he like Jarvis Landry? Does it mean Jarvis Landry sees less because he's, like, trying to force-feed Devontae Parker targets? I don't know. But. You know what I like about this offense, though? It's going to be highly concentrated. It's not going to be one of those spread-it-around offenses because that's because not what— Because who else would they spread it around to? I don't know. Le- I mean, Leontay, no, you're right. Leontay Carew is there. I don't know. Kenny Stills is Kenny still Stills there. Kenny Stills is still Stills there. Kenny Stills is still there. So, I mean, I don't know. They have some weapons, but I think just given that Jay Cutler's resume and and, and his tendencies, I think it's going to be a highly concentrated uh, workload for the wide receivers. I think Jarvis Landry is going to see a lot of looks. I think Devontae Parker is going to see a lot of looks. See, I'm, I'm well. kind of worried about Jarvis Landry because we don't know how Jay Cutler is going to – like how often he's going to look his way. We kind of knew with Ryan Tannehill he relied on Jarvis Landry, but like yeah. – are they kind of are they forcing that to Jay Cutler like hey this is your guy this is your guy this is your guy or is Jay Cutler building this rapport with Devontae Parker and then that's going to be his guy and Landry takes a step back you know what I mean yeah it's a question mark as far as volume for Landry for me I think there I think there's certainly concerns there but I would think that Landry's I mean we're talking about a pro bowler here so yeah. I, I would assume that his talent shines through yeah and if he's open I mean I know that Jay Cutler likes to look downfield first and then comes back down but yeah. I would be surprised if if Landry didn't at least see his requisite number of looks uh, each and every game. Corey Coleman is a guy that I absolutely love right now, mostly because of his price. Uh, he's going in the 120s, which is extremely late. We're talking about double-digit rounds in 12-team leagues. If you're in a 10-team league, I mean, this guy's going in the 13th, 14th round. Come on. Uh, Corey Coleman, you look at Terrell Pryor, he's gone now. I don't know wh- where are they going to throw this ball. I mean, who's going to throw the ball? Yeah, that, there's, there's that also as well. That. Look, there's that as well. But at the end of the day, the Browns are going to throw this ball uh, 500 times. Yeah. Can Corey Coleman see 120 targets? I absolutely think he can. Unless, I mean, what we saw last year was, of, of course, the fact that he got hurt. Right. Right. But if he stays healthy, plays 16 games, I don't see how this guy doesn't see 120 targets. And if we're looking, I, I mean, and again, targets are the lifeblood of fantasy points. If of all the receivers, of all the receivers who saw 120 targets last year, there was only one that did not finish in the top 25 in terms of wide receivers. That was Brandon Marshall. He's the only one, and he was playing for an absolute dumpster fire right. they, were, they were bad in New York. They yeah. were bad. So, again, if this is a guy that sees 120 targets, and, again, I don't see how he doesn't. I don't see how he doesn't. Yeah. It's only him and Kenny Britt, for God's sakes. <laughs> and Duke Johnson. <laughs> and Duke Johnson. I think I, – I, I got to think that Corey Coleman is going to see 120 looks. If he sees it, we're talking about a guy that's going to be a top 25 wide receiver. And you're getting him in the double-digit rounds. 
I love that price. I can see that for sure. Good value. I love that price. Yeah. All right, MG, give me another wide receiver that you might like as a sleeper. Uh, I'm going Cooper Cup, yeah. who's coming off the board in a double-digit round. Bro, I love this pick. I, yeah. You know, I mean, legit, this dude could lead all rookies in receptions this yes, year. Yes, um, I agree. Know, the, the yardage totals may not be spectacular. I mean, it could be you know some Julian Edelman-type numbers, but you watch the Rams these last couple of weeks. Yep. They throw to him a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, they throw to Cooper Cup a lot. I mean, yes. this guy is going to stay busy. He is going yes. to stay worked in this offense. And, yep. again, look, he could see – I mean, he could legit see 120 targets, 125 targets, and he might only have, like, barely 1,000 yards. I mean, it could be that kind of year for him simply because of the routes he runs and, and where they have him on the field. But he is going to get work, and especially in PPR leagues, this dude is going to be a monster. But – um. You know, I mean, look, I, I know I I dumped on Jared Goff, but he looked better last week, and Hell so maybe yeah, he did. Maybe things are starting to slow down for him, and maybe he's starting to figure some things out. But again, having that guy like Cup as a slot receiver, you know, potentially having you know some pro- potentially productive tight ends, whether it's Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett, who I know they have big hopes for. Yeah. Um, Good there answer. are things that will help Jared Goff along, but Cooper Cup's going to be primary among them. I mean, he played seven games last year. Jared Goff did, and people. I mean, it's amazing the amount of hot takes. <laughs> it's seven games, guys. I know. Yeah, but he, was, he was thrown but he was, into a terrible situation. He was really bad in those seven games, James. I mean, he was really uh, bad. I mean, he had some moments, though. Come on, that first half against the Saints? Yeah. Three touchdowns, first yeah. half? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come but on. Saints defense is also yeah, terrible. That's fine. But it's a whole new offense. It is. In, in, in Los and he's got playmakers. I mean, and so he's like, got playmakers. So are you saying that during the season when somebody plays the Saints, can we just yell, vanilla defense? Can yes, we, we can. Can we do that? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, man, I like it a lot. And can I give a little – I'll give a little bit of uh, Cal insight in regards to Jared Goff and, and the reason, another reason why I, I really like Cooper Cup. Jared Goff does not – he he absolutely will funnel targets. Yeah. He's not a guy – even though that he did spread it around in that crazy spread offense there at Cal when he was, when he was there, yes, I get that he did that. But, man, let me tell you something. When it came down to it, he would find his guy. And his guy – was Kenny Lawler. And his guy, Kenny Lawler, not a, the best athlete in the world, but he just had a rapport with him. And when he finds that rapport, he will pound the crap out of that receiver with targets, man. So to me, it has become abundantly clear that Cooper Cup is that guy. I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to be a very big impact or have a very big impact oh, I agree. Uh, in terms of fantasy. I agree. Um, so that would be my – that's one of my takeaways. Even though, look, Sammy Watkins obviously the better wide receiver right as we stand here today right now uh, than Cooper Cup, but I got to think, man, Jared Goff is going to – Just in terms of the role and what yes. what is expected, Cooper Cup fits better, right? Yes, absolutely right. All right, let's go to the tight end position. Um, can we talk about uh, Austin Hooper there in Atlanta? He's starting to make a little bit of noise. I think in fantasy. I wanted to get your gentleman's take uh, on Austin Hooper as a fantasy tight end. Love him. Love him. Okay, tell me why. No, seriously. I mean, I actually had to put him in my list of deep sleepers, so now I'm scratching him out here. Okay, but uh, okay. okay. I mean, I said last year before the season, you know, I, I, we all know the old refrain rookie tight ends never do much in fantasy, but I felt like if there were two guys coming in last year that could could kind of bust that up. It was Hunter Henry and Austin yeah. Hooper. Hunter Henry certainly did that. I mean, had a huge year, had a ton of touchdowns. Um, Hooper didn't quite take off quite so much, but you could see at times how they were really trying to get him involved, yeah. especially as the year went along. Good hands. Um, 
I think this year is the year he takes off in that offense. Um, I, I think I think you're gonna see a lot more Austin Hooper, and he's gonna be the guy who's going late, who may not even get drafted at all in a lot yeah. of leagues. But he's gonna be that guy that you know, week three or four, people are gonna be like, hey, hey, this guy's Austin play. Hooper guy is, is pretty good. So, uh, you know, hear me now, listen to me later. Austin Hooper is is going to be a guy that surprises a lot of people in fantasy. French, give me a sleeper tight end. I'm gonna go with uh, Zach Miller in Chicago. People kind of threw this guy to the Wolves. I believe there was a report earlier this summer that he might not even make the roster. And then in the last preseason game, he's working with the first-team offense right. for the like, entire first half. They added uh, Deion Sims and drafted Adam Shaheen, but Shaheen's a rookie. Sims is more of a, a blocking, better blocking tight end. And right. we've seen Zach Miller flash a couple years ago, late in the season, with Jay Cutler. He's really, really fast for a tight end. He's got great hands, and he can make athletic plays. And uh, – the Bears quarterbacks were looking his way. I think he's a guy we shouldn't just forget about. I like it. Let's go deep sleepers now. Deep sleepers. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, give me a deep sleeper you like. Uh, well, see, I had Austin Hooper. I took him out. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. And I know it's frustrating because that Saints backfield has very little clarity to it. Yeah. But the way Kamara has played the first two games of the preseason, oh, baby. Like, it, it's been hard to ignore. That 50-yard run to, to the house? Yeah. That, Good God. The way yeah. he catches the football. And I, I know people keep trying to, to you know, compare him to you know, Reggie Bush yeah. or Darren Sproles just because of how the Saints are using him. But he's not – I mean, he's a different player. He's a, he's a bigger guy, certainly, than Sproles is. Um I just think he's you know, he's kind of working himself into a situation here where he can do a whole lot of different things. Playing in an offense that is going to score a lot of points, that is going to spread the football around. We know that's what Drew Brees does. And, yeah. and, and if something were to happen to either Adrian Peterson or Mark Ingram. We or both. Or both. We certainly know that you know Ingram has had a history of injuries. Uh, Adrian Peterson uh, is getting on the older side right now. So it's certainly possible. And, and – if that were to happen, Alvin Kamara suddenly steps into a pretty big workload in New Orleans. Which is interesting, I think, for both you and I, because both of us were not entirely was, high. No, I wasn't. Not when he was coming, you know, when going through the draft process, remember watching tape and, and feeling like, ah, uh, you know, I think my knock was, how can how can we trust him in an NFL setting if it didn't seem like Tennessee trusted him to be a primary workhorse? I think there was that. I think there was that concern, too. But if you if you watch the, the, the game tape on Alvin Kamara, yeah, he pops on certain plays. But I think overall, when you look at in totality of, of his plays in a, in a game, inconsistent. Yeah. Extremely inconsistent. And those guys don't do well in the NFL. So that's why that's why I had my major con- – I guess I just had concerns about him given the draft price – that they were anticipating for Alvin Kamara because they were saying, oh, this guy's going to be, you know, one of the two or three best running backs in this loaded running back class. I remember right. there, they were ta- there was talk for a while that Alvin Kamara could be the first running back off the exactly. board. Right, right. Which is just <laughs> like, this is insane. I, Get out of my life. I think <laughs> if, if anything, Kamara for the Saints is going to be those young legs, that fresh pop they need. They have Adrian Peterson, who's like 40 years old. You know, Mark Mark Ingram has a lot of tread on his tires. These guys, these guys, just I don't think they have the explosiveness yeah. that we've seen out of Alvin Kamara. So he's going to be that change of pace guy. I like third it. downs, and I think that's good for the Saints offense. Franchise, let's stay with you at the running back position. What do you got for me as a deep sleeper? I'm going with my guy Jamal Williams on the Packers. Okay, man. here we go. I'm I'm not I'm not going to quit pounding the table for this kid. He's he's an NFL ready back. He's 
shown maturity. He was in a workhorse role for three years at BYU. He was. He's played with the first-team offense exclusively this weekend with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Ty Montgomery was sidelined, I believe, still with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Ty Montgomery had a terrible first preseason game. Now he's out with a hamstring injury. He also has that sickle cell trait. Yeah. This could be a, a, a forecast that, that this – I don't think this injury is a uh, – Well, what we saw last year, too, with the sickle cell trait was that it led to a lot of soft tissue injuries. Correct. As we saw with Ty Montgomery, as we saw with John, John Brown. John Brown, exactly. Oh, by the way – both Ty Montgomery and John Brown sidelined with injuries because of soft tissue injuries. Exactly. So I think they want they drafted Jamal Williams pretty highly. They want him to be the early down guy. Maybe Ty Montgomery is more of a change of pace guy. Maybe they each see like 15 touches a game. Okay. But for a guy you can get late like Jamal Williams because Ty, Ty Montgomery has all this hype, like take him late all day and, and put him on your bench till till they plug him in as, as the starter. All right, let me give you one. I like Jalen Richard. Yeah. They're in Oakland. According to PFF, Richard uh, ranks second in the league in average yards after contact and touches per missed tackle. What am I trying to say here? Jalen Richard was in incredibly elusive as a running back last year. Um, and we know that Oakland's got this great offensive line. Marshawn Lynch, I'm sure, will get the bulk of the carries. But, I mean, let's be real here. He didn't play football uh, last year we don't know how healthy or if his body will be able to hold up to the NFL pounding I'm assuming it will be but if he were to miss time Jalen Richard to me more than DeAndre Washington and I get the depth chart the the depth chart that you're that you can probably look at says otherwise that Richard is behind DeAndre Washington and maybe even when they were playing these preseason games DeAndre Washington playing ahead of Jalen Richard, but I start thinking about roles. DeAndre Washington, to me, is a pass-catching back. Hmm. Jalen Richard, to me, is that guy that they can work early uh, in downs, right? So he's going to be your first and second down guy. Plus, I still think he's got uh, good hands and can be a, a pass-catching back as well. So to me, Jalen Richard, if you draft Marshawn Lynch, absolutely target Jalen Richard. I think he's the handcuff to own and not DeAndre Washington uh, there in Oakland. I'll give you one more. Okay. And only because okay. fantasy Twitter loves this Uh-oh, guy. here we go. Kenny Galladay. <sighs> Choo-choo. All right, all right. All right, so, all right, so here's the thing with Kenny Galladay. Uh, again, uh, if you are listening to this podcast, I don't know, maybe you play in a league where uh, people don't watch Northern Illinois game tape. I don't know. Right, but but Kenny Galladay is somebody that I think is going to go in the double-digit rounds. We're talking tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, or later, uh, in in most you know common drafts, non-industry drafts. Yeah. In industry drafts, this guy's going stupid, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single digits. But if you're playing in a non-industry draft, I think he's going to go in the tenth or eleventh round. This is what I thought to be interesting. Okay, Anquan Bolden for the Detroit Lions last year had 95 targets. 584 yards, and get this, eight touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Ancient Anquan Bolden. <laughs> he also saw 28% of the team's targets inside the 10-yard line. That was the team lead. So he saw more targets than Marvin Jones inside the 10. He saw more targets inside the 10 than Golden Tate. And, why, and if you start thinking about why that is, it makes a lot of sense. 
Anquan Bolden, a big, strong, burly wide receiver. He can box some guys out. He's going to be more powerful inside the tent. Press coverage not going to work as well on Anquan Bolden as it will on a smaller Golden Tate, on a smaller Marvin Jones. So I start thinking about, okay, well, here's Kenny Galladay. He's 6'4". He's 220 pounds. <laughs> I think he can fit that role very easily. To me, he's going to carve out a role, and as we've seen already, he's already done that. He's running with the ones. He's getting goal line looks. I think Kenny Galladay, to me, at least walks into a red zone share that is very favorable, especially given the draft price. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm really coming around on Kenny Galladay. Now, am I taking this guy in the eighth or ninth round like I'm seeing in some industry? No, I'm not doing that. Right. (laughs) But He's still got to work his way up the depth yes, chart a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Earn his snaps. But once he, but once you start getting to that 11th, 12th round where you're just taking upside guys. They're all dart throws at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not? Give me Kelly Galladay. Right. I like it. All right, let's make some listener league announcements. Actually, before we do that, can, let, me, let me answer a couple of these Facebook Yeah, lives. let's do that. Sure. We, should, we should not ignore those people. Yes. Tim Monk asks, Evan Engram, Joku, or Howard as a rookie tight end Ooh. option? Ooh. I would probably say, I mean, are we just talking just for one year or dynasty? One year. If it's just for one year, I probably would lean Ingram. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, the, the Giants tend to favor their tight ends, especially in the red zone. I mean, Howard, I like Howard's athleticism. I think I think of that group, he may have the best long-term career, but I think this year he'll be used primarily as a blocker. Yeah. And Joku, I think they're, they're like, there are too many obstacles right now for him to be productive right away. All right, what say you, French? I agree. I think uh, Ingram is underrated in terms of uh, a target underneath with OBJ and, and Brandon Marshall on the outside. I think Ingram and Sterling Shepard are going to eat for the Giants. Okay. And uh, like Marcus said, I kind of agree. I think Cameron Brate's the guy in Tampa Bay in O.J. Howard's first year. And Joku, I mean, Browns, we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be. Maybe if it's Brock Osweiler, he just loads Joku up hey, targets because he bad. did that with C.J. Fedorowicz. That's true. I would rank uh, Ingram the top guy. All right, so Stephen Florence asked, they, he has Tom Brady, he's got Drew Brees and Andy Dalton in two QB PPR. What time, If he wants to make a trade, give him a name of a running back or a wide receiver that you can get back. Look, bro, this is too complicated. <laughs> I'm going to give you one guy, all right? He's got Tom Brady. What can you get back in a two QB PPR? Uh, Tom Brady for Tom Brady. Um, wow. I'm gonna say this. I don't think it's gonna be quite as much as you would hope, just because. I mean, even in two QB leagues, it, you know, trading quarterbacks is just difficult. Two QB PPR. How about Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry, I think you can do. I think you can do Jarvis Landry. Think that's a fair trade. I think that's a fair trade. I'm trying to think of whatever if, if there are any running backs, or is he just looking strictly wide receiver? Yeah, he said running back or a wide receiver. Um, I kind of like Landry. Landry. For Tom Brady? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Though, I mean, the man. ADP doesn't match that. up. I think the it, ADP Well, the ADPs match. aren't going to match up. No. They're but, not. I don't know. But if you're talking like, you know, once the season starts, I think that's that's a kind of a trade that, that you might target if you're comfortable uh, with your quarterbacks. So there you go. All right. Let's get to the listener leagues. We're going to make a couple of announcements. Uh, I'll start us off, man. How about at Leo's underscore dad, a.k.a. BL DeGrazia? Uh, he's... He spelled out this he, – he wrote this entire uh, review. And much like the Panthers did with that whole, you know, the first word of everything. So his whole – the review's super long. 
And the first word of every paragraph is then made to spell out, I love two QB leagues. Danger Zone needs to be super flex. That's wow. what it all spelled out. Wow. I was like, hey, that is pretty impressive. Also, this is the same guy that created the Komoji. The Komoji? Wait, you have your own emoji? This guy made me an emoji. Wow. I don't know. I gotta Let him in the league. Yeah, I feel like that's that alone. That gets you, Ed. I feel like that's that's not bad. I feel like that's not bad. Hold on. Let me find this. Let me find this here for you, Marcus Grant. All right. Oh, here we go. This is it right here. Boom. Wow, look at that. The Komoji. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I spent too much time on this Komoji while listening to the pod. Day spent well. Nice. <laughs> BL DeGrazia, you're in the league, pal. They spent very well. You are in the league. Uh, yeah. I will also let in this uh, this guy at the Cody Jones one, a.k.a. Cody Jones. He cut a sweet promo in a Julio Jones jersey, and he specifically requested the Danger Zone League. He said, hey, he's got a beard, but he doesn't want to be in the bearded league. He is styling, profiling, but he does not want to be in the OG League. He wants to be specifically in the Danger <laughs> Zone League. And I said, my friend, welcome aboard. Cody Jones, we welcome you in to the Danger Zone League. So there you go. Those are your Danger Zone League announcements. Let's go to the OG League. You got one for me, Marcus? I got two for you, oh, James. Yeah, wow. Buddy. Here we go. So Here the, we go. So the first one is Eric Archibald, who okay. sent us a review. Um, he put some work into this. Now, you know, look, it's not, it's not, it didn't all line up, as I think, as well as he would have liked, but it, right. it begins with. Yes. Now, this is a story all about how my fantasy knowledge got flipped, turned upside down. Ha! And I'd like to take less than 50 minutes. Now, I know you're intrigued. I'll tell you why I should be in one of the listener leagues. So, I mean, I'm not going to read the whole thing because he literally goes through the whole yes. the whole song. He's got and, the raps. Yeah, it actually starts in West Virginia, born and raised. Oh, yeah. Harmon nice. bantering in the backyard is how he spends most of his days. I mean, but it goes through, <laughs> and it, it talks about every single one that of us on good. the show. That's good. Like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite line up musically or okay. anything like that. <laughs> so, but All right. literally – Eric put a lot of work into this. So, like so Eric, congratulations. You're in the league. You are in the league. You mentioned your Clipper money there, uh, Co. Like, talk about Clip Nash. Clip Nash gets, uh, gets some work. So. Clip Nash. Okay. okay. Um, so, my other, the other addition to the league. Yes. Hayden Giller. Who, uh, who talks about how much he, he loves the show. Uh, he listens. He loves the banter and the advice. Uh, he, he talks about some of the daily daps. Yeah. Um, the, the song Alaska, movies like La La Land, The Nice Guys, Arrival, Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. Um, These are all good. He, uh, he, he says, he, you know, for Alex, he had a flight layover once in Milwaukee. Um, he tells Rank he's a, ra- a massive te- Texas Rangers fan, which I think would prevent him from getting yeah, exactly. into He's not going to get into the Danger Zone yeah, League. That's fake that. news. Yeah, that um, excludes you automatically. Yeah, now. so he's I think he's out of that. But he does. He says he loves Chad Hansen, James. Just, oh yeah, uh, just here we go. And, uh, and he also Chad Hansen, number one. Let's go. He, he also mentions that other shadowy, nameless dude that talks quietly to pass catchers and says, West, uh, that's right. West Virginia is never far from." Yeah, that's right. So uh, mostly because of the West Virginia blast. Uh, yeah, welcome yeah. aboard, Hayden. Yeah, Hayden. nice. You on that just a come little. on OG league there come on baby all right let's go to uh, the hipsters league What's all right up? I'm gonna uh, let a guy in the hipsters league who's been bombarding us with videos of himself begging um, to get in barding. Uh first of all he has a, a decent beard he so does. he's already on the plus side all right 
his first tweet last week said, uh, I've been listening to this podcast since Molly Karam, uh, Elliot Harrison, and Damashek and Fabiano were in everyday that's attendance. That's way back. That's that a while back. ago, buddy. Yeah, but so that's he's way been back. listening to the pod for years. Yes. Before that was when I was in diapers. I mean, come on. <laughs> his name, you know who you are, buddy. Your name's Eric, uh, Eric McDade. I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. But you're in the hipster league, man. You bombarded us with videos. Can I you play? Won, you won James Coe over. Oh, my God. First of all, I love high-energy dudes. Yeah. Obviously, if you know me, I'm high-energy. Uh, and I love high-energy dudes. Yeah, yeah, uh, Eric, bro. Um, This dude. Man, take it take it down and out. Pump the brakes a little bit. This dude is high-energy yeah, yeah. brother. Agree. Uh, let me play this guy's uh, audio or his uh, his video submission that he, he threw into us here real quick here. Let's see if we can get it. You I got to show you guys my beard, too. Matt. I'm telling you, bro. Come on, you gotta pick me. I hit you up every single weekend. You hit me back, man. I know. I remember, man. You were there whenever I needed you. Come on, man. Come on. I got you with the beard, dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we're in a league together, you can't ask me for advice anymore, bro. Shot yourself in the foot. Oh, so this was, this was franchise's like backdoor way of yeah. like, hey, now that's one yeah. less person I have to give yeah. advice to. There we're you in, go. We're in a league together now. <laughs> no, now you totally figured true. me out. No, it's totally true. Uh, but no, uh, this Eric, guy. You're in. Holy hell, this guy comes in with the energy, man. I mean, he came in hot. He came in hot. <laughs> he came it, in it hot. Was, it was funny too because you know I, I had quote tweeted this guy and said, "Hey, get this guy in the league, uh, get this guy in the hipsters league or whatever." And like literally within two minutes, he cuts another promo. Right. And sends it again. It's nice because every, usually people reply with a tweet and you're just reading text, but with a video yeah. you get a feel for who the person is. Oh, for sure. You can see their energy level. Yeah. It's just a different way of, of getting getting our attention. The thing is I can tell about this guy, he's a ball of positivity. Yeah. And you want those dudes in your league. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you weren't going to take him. You I, were. I was going to take him. Well, he's, he's got a nice beard, so okay. he's in the, in the hipster right. league. So there you go. Boom. Eric McDade also uh, following us on Facebook Live as well. And uh, holy hell, this did he guy. Just, uh, did you just have a freak out? Was he did. Like a, oh, he just found out via Facebook? He did. He found out nice. via Facebook. Nice. I would imagine it was sort of like, you know, when on The Price is Right, when they call your name, like, come on down. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so to those folks who made the uh, to Listener League this week, uh, congratulations. Of course, we'll have more announcements as the episodes roll on. But let's close out your show with a round of Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hub. Give me daps, because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up, daps abound, daps <laughs> All right, Daily Dap time. Uh, listen, Erica, we haven't heard from you all show. Yeah, I've been quiet back here. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> mostly on me. Taking uh, notes. <laughs> taking notes for your Taking notes, notes, taking names. Nice. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Listen, uh, we're going to go through daily daps. Uh, Got it. Uh, and, of course, I know you listen to the show every time, so so obviously you know what it's all about. But for those folks who don't know about daily daps, we give props to anything in the world. It doesn't have to be football-related. I will go around the horn. I'll let you work on yours. Got it. And we'll get back to Erica on her daily daps. Because you can't produce this show. You can't be a part of the show without giving daily daps. That's what we do here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We'll start. With MG, my guy Marcus Grant, what you got? Um, so I, you know, I you guys know I, I enjoy terrible movies. Yes, you do. Um, and so I I watched a really terrible movie. So bad they're good. Yeah, <laughs> although this one I'm not even sure if it was bad enough to be good, but it was bad. Um, <laughs> okay. I watched Catwoman. <laughs> Which one? The one with Halle Boy. Berry? The Halle Berry one. 
Oh, man, why'd you do that to yourself? Because I knew it was terrible. I just wanted to see, like, how terrible it uh-huh. was. Um, It's terrible. I mean, so, you know, the the, the famous scene, famous in quotes, yeah. scene from this movie is, is the scene with her playing basketball with Benjamin Bratt. And, and like, I had mostly seen it on YouTube. Yeah. And it was, it was cringeworthy on YouTube. Right. Within the context of the film, it's even worse. Wow. It's even more. I, I was embarrassed for everyone involved in the production. <laughs> Yikes. But if you love terrible movies. Wait, hold on, hold on. Better or worse uh, than Electra? The one with uh, what's the, with so Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner. Oh. That one was That was bad. So yeah, no, this one might be worse. This one might be worse because... No, it's actually worse. I've seen both. Like, Electra, <laughs> Electra was at least kind of a comic book kind of movie. And like, Catwoman was basically a rom-com with, like, some kind of supernatural elements sort of involved. Yeah. I mean, like, basically a cat breathes into her mouth and it gives her special powers. Yes. Accurate. I, 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 <laughs> look, if you love terrible movies, I would recommend you go find this. I think it's actually, I, I believe it's on Netflix. So you although have, You don't have to pay for it. Although in the original Tim Burton ones, right? Like yeah, that's I mean, how they, Michelle Pfeiffer also got her Catwoman. Right. Power. So the other problem with this though is that there is zero connection to Batman or Bruce Wayne or right. Gotham. Like there's yeah, this none. one was just like I think she might just be like in Brooklyn or something. Right. Like she's just hanging out in Brooklyn <laughs> and sort of like has the hots for Benjamin Bratt right. and like I think yeah. that's right. I think that's right. Um. Yeah. So if you love terrible movies, it's yeah. it's on Netflix. You don't have to pay any extra for it. Uh. You know, go check it out. So don't funny. be sober. Um, oh my god! Because you just can't. It's just it's it's terrible. That's but great. man, uh, yeah. Okay, check it out. All Rough right. life. Rough yeah. life. Uh, Magical Beard Fantasy. Matt Francisco the franchise. Yeah. Hit me with daily daps. I got two daily daps. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the first one, my poor dad is a Jets fan. Oh, is he really? Yeah, sad. Oh. Uh, but anyway, we were texting this weekend. Okay. And he said, uh, "Any news on the Jets other than how much they're gonna suck?" <laughs> And uh, I said, "No, nah, that's been the story that's, for months now. That's about they've, it. Uh, they've replaced the Browns as the laughing stock of the league." And yep. he said, "They're that bad. Worse than the Browns is worse than embarrassing." Wow. I really thought and your was dad was like a dad, Giants sorry. fan. I thought nope. he was a Giants fan. Jets and Mets. He, was he lives. Like, uh, he lives upstate New York. Yeah, right. Binghamton. So when you live in upstate, where do where do most allegiances lie? I would say Giants. Giants. Yeah. Okay. My dad is from Long Island originally, so oh, that's he grew where up a Jets Mets fan. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. Um, right. But I'm fur- I'm way southeast from Buffalo, so the Buffalo fans are far away. Boom. Uh, but so daps to my dad for understanding how bad the Jets are. Going. <laughs> and then my other dap is going to go to the Living the Stream podcast. With, oh, our, uh, our pals uh, JJ pals, and and Denny. JJ Zacharyson and yeah. uh, Denny Carter. They do this podcast every week during the season, giving you. Guys, you can pick up on the waiver wire at the tight end, quarterback, and defense position. Mm. If you're in a really deep league, they have awesome stats to kind of sell their their picks that you might be like, why would I ever add this guy? Sure. They make the case, and uh, they're back now doing some preseason uh, like podcasts. I listen to it every week. It's love a great it. podcast. Check it out. It's called Living the Stream. Oh, man. I love this Punisher trailer that has come out with John Bernthal. And and the the trailer itself doesn't give you a whole hell of a lot, but you know, it for me it's daily daps to mo- mo- mostly to John Bernthal, who was I thought an absolute scene stealer in The Walking Dead, and I again thought he was a scene stealer in the movie The Accountant. I, he was a scene stealer for the short time he was in Baby Driver. I mean, the guy is killing it. I mean, the, the season. 
that introduced the Punisher on Daredevil, I thought right. it was fantastic. That's exactly right. So I've gone back. I've never seen Daredevil, but um, I've seen some of the fight scenes that uh, the Punisher is in, and holy good God. Yeah. Give me yeah, a season man. of that. All right. Give me a season of John Bernthal playing the Punisher. Um, I'm really, really excited about that, and I can't wait to watch it on Netflix. So the the Punisher trailer is out. Uh, Daily Daps, mostly, again, mostly to John Bernthal, who, again, um, has never been the lead guy, um, unless no. I'm mistaken. Not that I can recall. He'll be that, but he's that guy where you see him and you're like, oh, he's that guy from That's right. blank. You oh, know, is he like whatever. the Ty Montgomery of um... – <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a guy that used to be a wide receiver, but he's never been like a lead running back now. Yes. <clears throat> so now he's yeah. going to be the lead. Yeah. He's going to be the lead. Nice. So I'm really excited about it. I think he's going to do a bang-up job, man. So so there you go. Now we will go to the woman behind the glass. That's we will right. go to Erica. Daily dap time. What you got? Uh, just food. Just food. Food in general. Just like in general. The weekend, wow. During the week, it's yes. like I eat healthy. I go for my runs after work, you know, do all that fun stuff. And then on the weekends. Protein shakes? Uh, bananas, banana or a protein shake in the morning, okay. you know, for the yeah. drive and yeah. then, you know, coffee binge all day. Yeah. And then, you I'm know, living that life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then, totally you know, sucks. like Sunday brunch, it's like, oh, it's game over. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, this is why I trained game. all week. Game over. I trained. For I the trained brunch. all week. 80-20. Yeah. That's, that's uh, a Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Patriots fan, actually. Oh, are you? I'm a huge, huge. Oh, Patriots sad. <laughs> I know it is. It is sad. You know, is it sad? Are you with so many? Well, like, it's not sad at all. What are you talking? It's about? annoying because everyone like automatically like hates me. Yeah, that's, so, that part is true. So that's that's crazy, and everyone's like, "Haha, you you lost two preseason games." And oh it's my like, gosh! Okay, like, really? Get yeah. out of here with that! Oh, really? I'm like, I'll let you have it. That's, that's real. Cool. Makes no sense. That's it makes me, it's because they. Uh, it's all they have in their life. Literally, they're. Yeah. But it it makes me like sad. All right, so here's my question. <laughs> uh, brunch is a highly popular uh, meal, but what do you do for brunch? What is the brunch like? If you could go brunch of choice, what are we talking here? Are we talking champagne brunch? Are we talking like you know, the, you, you know how they have those all you can eat Mexican brunches? Oh, Ooh. oh, those. those are I've never great. done one of those. I'll, I'll never oh. turn down Mexican food. Yeah. Mexican food is is unreal for me. And like El Compadre. Okay. Where oh yeah. With their flaming margaritas. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I'm there. So this is I'm so the, that's the question. Where 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 are we going here for brunch? That's the question. Probably Sunday brunch is like you know. We're talking eggs. I I, I, I try to avoid drinks that are on fire. So so kudos to you. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> indulging in in fiery drinks. Yeah, you know, it makes keeps life interesting. Okay. All yeah, right. but definitely like bottomless mimosas with the oh, sort yeah. of a uh, egg maybe. Yeah. But you need carbs because it's like Sunday morning. Belgian waffle, baby. Belgian yeah. waffles. You got to get those English muffins That's going. That's my jam. Yeah. Okay. You just. Waffle with a little fruit on it. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Food is just so great. Yeah, <laughs> it's <is> so great. <laughs> nice. Oh, that is wonderful. All right, so there you go. That is your show for MG, my guy Marcus Grant, for the franchise Matt Franciscovich, and the woman behind the glass, Erica. I am James Coe. You've been listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We'll see you. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 